0: Welcome. This is a podcast brought to you by Shaco. I'm Courtney Eckert. I'll be guiding the conversation. And today I have Dan and Dan with me. Dan and Dan in the morning. I have Dan Cotting, Director of Emerging Technology at Shaco, along with Dan qui Vice President of Sales and Business Development. Guys, I'm so excited to have you. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, Courtney. Nice to meet you. Yeah. Thanks for having us, Courtney.
0: Nice to meet you. guys. So to get started, what should consumers be aware of in terms of merging technologies such as ARXR and metaverse?
2: All right. Well, you know, I I think um, obviously Facebook embracing the term metaverse and kind of jumping into that uh, full, you know, full steam. It's something I think a lot of people are going to start to see. I, I think what really what it means is how do we take the things that matter to us, the data that matters to us, and put it where we need it, when we need it. So the idea that right now we use it in our mobile phones, think about GPS, right? You, you step out of the subway in New York City, you have no idea, do I need to go left, right, up, down, until you kind of calibrate yourself, right? It's a very contextual situation. Well, bring augmented reality into that, which Google Maps allows you to do. All you have to do is look at your phone and it points you in the right direction. That's a really good example of the metaverse in action. It's, it's kind of laying this data layer over the real world.
1: Yeah. And, and just to pick up on what Dan was saying, it, it really does combine the physical world with virtual content. And we, and you get that virtual content delivered to you by all the different terminologies that you hear people talking about AR, VR, MR, whatever the, whatever the flavor of the day is, those technologies supply that virtual content to you.
0: Got it. And can you guys share with me a little bit about the importance of emerging technology in business and business operations?
2: Well, if you think, Courtney, just like we talk about the idea that consumers can benefit, or I guess just the average person can benefit from this idea of contextually relevant data in the right place at the right time, businesses obviously can benefit from this. I mean, if you think about um, right now, If we take AR out of the equation, if we take this idea of metaverse out of the equation and just the way you train someone is you put them in front of a machine and you have a second person there saying, okay, next step, push that button. And then the person training pushes the button. And then the, 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 the expert says, okay, now twist this knob. Well, I think it's very expensive, right? You're doubling up on, on your, your resources. If instead you can just have a headset that recognizes the piece of equipment and says an arrow right there says, push that button next step. Turn that knob, or if you really need to bring someone in, you can remote assist bring them in using a headset, something like that. It, it just enables so much more contextually relevant uh, in the field, uh, hands-free uh, opportunities. So, really, really exciting stuff.
1: And when you when you bring that home to to what does it mean in terms of ROI and business? I mean, if you look at there are studies out there that say seventy one percent of consumers prefer shopping with retailers that have AR experience. And then if you look at the retailers and see what they're saying, 40% of the retailers that are using AR or excuse me, there are 40 retailers that are using AR see, see 40% improvement in conversions. 40% improvement in conversions. That's significant. That's solid ROI that businesses can take home to the bank. For sure.
2: And I, I think, you know, Dan, you bring up a really good point. I I think that inherently People just have a difficult time seeing in their mind's eye the end result of something, right? So if I want, literally last night, I was sitting and watching my TV saying, Oh, maybe I want a bigger TV. Well, I don't know if it'll fit there. I wonder what it would look like. Would it be too big in this room? And it's a perfect example. If I could just hold my phone up at the, the, the wall and I would actually see, Oh, hey, that's what that size TV looks like. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I should get a bigger TV. Um, I think we just have that difficulty as people. And that's where AR really comes in. It helps you pre-visualize something without having to make that commitment, right? So if you're a business, think about architecture, think about construction. You can, you can figure out if something is the right size, the right scale, the right, um, you know, proximity without ever having to break ground. And it it just saves so much in the long run. So really, really powerful stuff.
1: Yeah. COVID really did uh, teach the world a lot more about all these emerging technologies, because we were forced into operating in a different way, in a different environment that we had never been in before. We now all operate virtually. So what's the next step when we talk about operating virtually? Well, the metaverse came about, right? And that was the the purpose of the metaverse was not to just give you another name that you can throw out there to talk about, oh, we're going to do things differently. But what it's about is the goal here is to actually surround yourself with content that can be eaten at any time that you need it. Right now, today, you need to go to your phone. You need to go to your computer. But imagine if you just put on, you know, like a pair of glasses and the whole world comes to you, right? So this is a pair of a- AR audio glasses, but uh, glasses similar to this will be released this year for for um, the metaverse. Um, and wherever you go... You have that data available to you. You can do your shopping. You check in on your kids. You can answer your phone. So this thing can now go someplace else instead of holding it in front of your face the whole time.
0: Does that ever overwhelm you guys, this concept that there will be technology all around us, or is it exciting to you?
2: You know, it's it's funny, Courtney. I, I think um, yes and yes. Uh, it's, it's certainly very overwhelming, I think to see, you know, as someone who looks at emerging technology, of course we have all these black mirror episodes that we, you know, look at and, uh, and say, well, are we, are we ushering in that, uh, impending doom? But at the same time, I mean, the reality is technology is always meant to serve as a means to an end. It enables what I think is the most inherent about us as people. And you know, it's, it's funny, like we're talking about this context thing and what I, the, the the situation I like to use is clocks. So prior to us having, um, you know, cell phones in our pockets, well, we, what did we do? Well, we have, we, we had watches so that we could have our, know the time wherever we are. We put a clock in our VCR, we put a clock in our microwave, we put a clock because people realize they need that data in that place in that time. Right. And it's just an example of where the right technology fits the use case fits the user behavior and and all of this emerging technology ultimately it's going to be the same way it may seem very futuristic at the time but once it we actually see how it gets implemented continuing to be implemented over time that's where i think you know we're going to see it really gain widespread adoption
1: and as the use models improve You know, and as, as consumers find and businesses find real use cases for the technology that's coming out there, then it becomes ingrained. Then it becomes ubiquitous. Then it becomes the next cell phone where everybody has a cell phone, right? And that's what it's going to take. Um, not this, not this, uh, ready player one world where you, you know, you live in a fantasy world and you live your whole life in there, but you live in the real world and you do the things that you want to do, but you do it faster, more economical. And you're able to make choices faster than you've been able to do in the past.
0: Excellent. So what exactly is the value proposition when considering these broad multi-platform approaches?
1: I think it changes per person or per business. You know, it depends on what your personal and your business goals happens to be. You know, for me personally, um, to use, I I mean, I'll be one of those people who will never embed something into my skin. That'll never happen. (laughs) You know, as as some of the companies have. That's the boundary. (laughs) that's the boundaries for me. But, you know, to, to grab technology and really use it to improve my daily life, I'll be happy to do that.
2: Yeah. And I think, you know, you mentioned Courtney, the, I think you said multi-platform and that's, it it really is, if we're getting back to that idea of context, you might need a different approach in a different place. So for example, you know, if I'm, if I'm exercising, right. Or if I'm, if I'm out uh, playing golf You know, I'd much rather use my watch to interface with because all I really care about is getting a little bit of data when I need it. Just double check on stuff. I don't want to have to pull out my phone. I don't want to have to go through that. At the same time, if I'm, you know, if let's say you're a business, let's say you're an energy company and you need someone to go work up on the top of a telephone pole or You know, something that's very dangerous to be holding a phone or a tablet, right? They're going to be distracted. They're going to have to use their hands. Well, that's where like a head mounted display or glasses, like Dan said, comes into play because they can just wear that, see what they need to see and still have both hands. And and of course, you know, you're going to have people back at the office that need, like I have here, multiple monitors and big computers and stuff like that. It really is just contextually relevant. And I think the more we look at it as an ecosystem, it's all the same data right? It's all the same backbone. It's just how are we interfacing with it in the right way to make use of that data in the most relevant and useful way?
0: I think that's such a good example because I was previously and still kind of am a person that I don't even really wear watches. I don't like the idea of time strapped to my body. So then when the virtual watches became a huge trend, I was totally against that because I was like, I don't want my text messages with me either. But my brother shared with me that exactly what you're saying, that you're getting exactly what you need. And it's different than opening your phone where your social media is held, your emails are held. You just check for that one thing and then you're able to move on. So I think that's a great point. And I'm curious, where can listeners learn more about Shaco?
1: They can go to our website, shako.com. Um, certainly we, we have a, a bunch of content up there. We have, uh, uh, information about the services we offer. We're primarily, you know, a business to business organization. Uh, but we have a lot of content up there that uh, companies that are looking for software services, augmented reality, emerging, other emerging tech type of service services. They can go there and find more about it.
0: Awesome. Well, this has been Dan, Dan, and Courtney in the morning. I want to thank all of our listeners for (laughs) tuning in. Dan's, I'm thankful that you were able to join me this morning. And I I hope you have a great rest of your week.
2: Hey, thanks, Courtney. You too. Great. Thank you very much, Courtney.
0: Thank you, guys.